Welcome everyone to the Kevin Ice Show. I'm glad you're joining me today. Um, if this is the first time you've ever listened to my podcast, this is episode four of the Kevin Ice Show. And this is, um, if you're a first time viewer, thank you so much for coming to my show. Um, I'm very grateful for having you here. And if you've never listened to any of my episodes before, um, take a look at episode one. It's an introductory um, episode talks about the goals and the purpose. Um, I'm someone, I'll do a quick introduction. Um, like I said, my name is Kevin Ice and I'm from Mammoth Lakes, California, um, on the Eastern Sierra. And I actually was born in Western Pennsylvania, moved to California when I was 16 and I'm 35 now. So that's what I call home these days, a transplant, you could say of California. Um, but I am someone that has always pursued my passions in life. Um, I have always, you know, never put like a job or a career over a goal or a passion. And for me, my very first passion early, early on in my life, especially in my teen years and early twenties was snowboarding. I, I fell in love with snowboarding at the age of 12. I followed it the whole way to Mammoth Lakes, California, uh, became a sponsored athlete and just grew up and lived in the mountains. And, it really changed the course of my life. Um, through that being that being said, I came from a small family in Western Pennsylvania, um, a, a broken, I would say normal family nowadays in America, but a broken family. Um, alcohol, drugs were very heavy, abuse very heavy, and because of it, I had to be very independent at a very early age. Um, now, looking back on it though, I definitely look at it as a blessing in disguise. Um, you learn many lessons early in life and you realize who you don't want to be. Um, so it's kind of a painful, grateful outlook, but one that I went through and is why I am here today speaking to you about self-growth self-improvement, personal growth. It's something I'm, I became uh, 35 years old. I'm very passionate about it. I feel like that I have finally come full circle with going through the struggles that I went through in my early age of life uh, as a teenager and, you know, in my twenties to now being in my thirties and, and becoming full circle. Um, I put in the work, I read the books, I went to therapy, I worked very hard on myself, trying to understand, um, you know, my my family trauma, but also trying to grow up and be my own man in a world that is constantly changing. And we have um, societal pressures, we have peer pressure, where depression and anxiety is very high, where stress is very high. Um, I left home with nothing. I moved to California in 2003 and I had a $200 credit card and I had a Honda Accord. It was like a 97 Honda Accord. And I, as soon as I fell in love with snowboarding to graduate high school, I had the opportunity to leave. And, um, the direction was, was Mammoth Lakes. And I got in my car and I, I, I left. And from there, my life changed. Um, leading me here today, speaking on my headphones, recording a podcast. My personal growth story has been very hard, uh, painful, but also joyful as I, 
as I work very hard to break through those obstacles and jump over those hurdles, as I know many of my listeners do, as many of you do, um, we all as human beings on this earth have some sort of trauma or have been through something that has been influential in our life. And what I'm here to do is if I can in any way, help teach and help grow the community and be there, be the voice to, to help you understand by storytelling and teach you the wisdom and lessons that I've learned in my life so far. So that being said, everyone, quick introduction. Welcome to episode four. Now, if you are following along, thank you very much. I'm very grateful. Um, as you know, I am on Instagram at Kevin underscore ice. I'm also on Facebook, Kevin ice. And I am also on YouTube um, as Kevin Ice as well. And on my YouTube, you'll see a lot of snowboarding videos that I've posted in the past. Um, so right now, the goal with the podcast and everything, because this is such a exciting new goal for 2020, you know, everyone's looking at 2020 like, like Jim Quick said, uh, a brain specialist, public speaker. He said, you know, 2020 is the year of 2020 vision, right? Everyone has their goals set on positivity and setting goals. Um, and I totally agree with that. Um, so that's the best way that I can describe 2020 to you. And so that being said, you can also find this podcast on Spotify, on Anchor, which is actually what I'm recording the uh, podcast on currently. I will be posting on Facebook as well as I will always have a link to the um, the last episode on my Instagram, which is Kevin underscore I said, so those are the ways that you can find me. And please, if you find value in my podcast, please share it with your friends, your family, talk about it. Um, please leave comments on any of my social feeds. I will do my best to uh, reply to you and be there, you know, as you need. So please feel free to do that and please follow along on all my social handles. Okay, so today's episode, episode four, we're going to talk about peer pressure, anxiety, and depression. And I want to talk about this as an athlete, as well as an adult, and then also young adult and teen. Um, because across the board, I think there's, there's so many levels of peer pressure, anxiety, and depression that we see every day. And what's really exciting is that we're in an age now where people are open to talking about it right now i'm not gonna lie i'm not doing this podcast about personal growth because um it has become popular i've i have been working on myself since i was god i swear like i feel like it's been since i was six years old but like i've been doing it my entire life and i think within the last 10 years i want to say especially maybe the last two years um people like jay shetty where he's spreading wisdom um, or even like Gary Vaynerchuk, where he's kind of like more out front and vocal about things, um, humility, just kind of like common practices, but talking about peer pressure, anxiety, and depression has definitely become something that people aren't afraid to speak to their friends and family in their inner circles about. So, um, it's something I'm very passionate about and I love teaching and I love coaching. Um, so that being said, I want to talk to you about 
a few facts here. Now, there's a website called uh, futurity.org. They say, after a study, a global study, that 1 in 13 people have anxiety in this world. Teens and young adults are the largest group. And the great thing is they actually admit themselves that they have anxiety. So that is really great. And if you if you think about the past, um, you know, this is something actually my sister, my youngest sister and I talk about um, a decent amount is like, now we talk about it, right? But back post-World War II, you know, men were expected to be tough. They kept their feelings in. They, there was these expectations of raising a family, of being tough, having no emotions. And because of that, though, historically, we've seen that alcohol has also followed those patterns. Like if men don't have an outlet to speak or share their feelings or have inner circle groups, it very often leads to drugs and alcohol abuse. And because of that, it leads to the family suffering um, and a breakdown in our society as a whole. And so we have come a really long ways, um, which is really great that we are not afraid to speak about these issues of all ages. They speak about it in high school, um, you know, middle age. And to be honest, I spend most of my time with the generation x the silent generation um you know 50 to even 75 a majority of my time i spend with that demographic um i've just always related to those demographics more so than my own age and i think it's because i was kind of forced to be very independent at a very young age um a story that i can share with you you know, I remember when I was waist high, you know, to my dad and I, mean, I don't know, maybe I was five, six years old. And, you know, a lot of parents, like when they're really young, like show their children how to get a shower or they get a shower or bath with their kids. And I remember when I was like six years old and I, you know, my dad told me, oh, go in the bathroom, like, you know, get ready to get a, a bath. We're going to get a bath together. And I, ref I refused. I was like, no, like I can do this on my own. I can do it on my own. I'm my own person. I don't need your help. And I remember like my dad actually got really mad about it. He's like, you know, why, why are you refusing to, to do this? Like I need to wash you so you can go to bed at night. And I was so stubborn. I was just like, I'm not going to do it. Like I can do it on my own. And I feel like that was a moment in my life where I realized I was always going to be, <laughs> call me stubborn, but but definitely independent. Um, that was ingrained in me. That was built in me. At that point, I didn't really know what self-awareness was. I wasn't in school. I had no friends. My only um, like known world was my family. And even at that age, I was extremely independent. Um, and it is something that in my personal life, I've had anxiety about because um, I, you know, everyone most people, you know, including yourselves that are listening, want to fit into some sort of social group. Um, and for me, I didn't. Like, I did, but I didn't. I, I did because I thought that was normal and I wanted to feel accepted with my friends. But then as the older I got, I saw the the party and the drinking, the 
kind of i i grew up in like the negative side of life honestly like i saw a lot of negative things i saw a lot of drugs i saw a lot of parties and that's cool at first but then it gets really old and when you decide that you're not going to go on that path and i decided that at a very young age um you kind of become separate from society and as much as you want to be a part of your social groups um, it, it is very extremely hard to get away from so in my life i've had anxiety about where am i going to fit in like who like who's going to be my peer group and what i found was like the older uh, more mature groups, the 50 to 71 year olds, you know, they're past those, their party ages, they're married, they're stable, their lives are, you know, put together and they're very calm. And so for me, I always gravitated towards those people. Um, and I've been very extremely lucky, I would say, to have that instinct in me to go in that direction because I could have easily in seventh and eighth and ninth grade could have gone down the opposite path and kept smoking marijuana. Um, I have done coke before with some friends and, and I could have gone down that path very easily. And um, I just, I thank God that, that I had the inner strength to not, um, to not do that. So that being said, one in 13 people having anxiety in this world is a problem. And and as well as dealing with peer pressure. Now, you know, just recently I had a conversation with a young man. He was 20 years old, um, very, you know, good looking, good looking kid, um, really into, into sports, into sports apparel, clothing, like fashion, like really good guy. He's really passionate about it. And you know, uh, one of the things that people are doing these days is, you know how they, have you ever seen like how you can get those leather markers and leather paint, you can paint on shoes. And so they buy like Jordans and they buy, um, like plain white shoes and then they customize them, make them like a one-off and then they sell them on eBay. I mean, it, I'm sure many of you out there are very aware of the shoe culture and, um, buying and selling shoes. And so he, he's real passionate about it and he's got some real talent. And he's in a situation where nobody in his inner circle believes in him, where he feels that he's he's working hard and he's working on his craft. And his inner circle, his friends, his peer groups, they don't care. They don't believe in his in his skills. They don't really care about his skills. They're out partying. They're out trying to hook up. And he he's suffering from major depression and even um even you know potentially suicidal depression and uh you know we spoke a couple weeks ago about what he was going through and i was i was very thankful that he came to me he knew that i was doing this podcast and we've had conversations in the past um and he was brave enough to come up to me and say you know kevin i just need to ask your advice um this is what I'm going through. And I commend him immensely for someone that age. I, I know I wouldn't have had the courage to do that, um, to come up to someone older than me and say, Hey, look, like I'm going through some things and I need help. So for all of you guys out there listening, please take a look around at your family, at your friends, um, 
and even coworkers. And if you know anybody, you know, that is suffering with even, you know, it's January, like even if they're suffering with seasonal depression, we all get down, we get tired from the holidays. I'm sure, you know, many of you have traveled and you spent like weeks shopping and it was very stressful. And it's, we get to a point where, you know, things finally slow down and we get, we get depressed. We tend to get in a groove where we get negative on ourselves. Um, with low self-esteem, we get anxiety. Sometimes we get, you know, personality disorders where you get so stressed, you get into alcohol and drugs. Um, you know, sometimes if you find yourself with insomnia or maybe you're oversleeping, um, maybe you're losing appetite, any of these potential signs could show that you have anxiety and depression. And I know that I have dealt with definitely like the insomnia. Um, you know, my mom actually suffers from, has a history of suffering from depression and she has, I commend her cause she's always been extremely strong when it comes to that. She is a, she has been through so much with, I mean, if you want to talk about a very extremely tough person, my mom has been through two extremely abusive marriages. The first one was obviously my dad, where he was both physically and mentally abusing her to the point where we have all seen my dad hold a gun up to her head and uh, threaten her life to getting a divorce and marrying another guy that was a little more charismatic than my dad, but he was, he was mentally abusive he would be controlling and putting her down and my mom she had kids very young at 16 years old and she's not even 60 now and i'm 35 um so she had kids very young and the things that she has been through is i couldn't imagine but because of her path she has suffered with bipolar depression and we've talked about it and she she works on it every single day um, and with self-esteem and with anxiety and, and with insomnia. And that's something that my mom and I speak about often is, uh, we've always been night people and seeing that we can't sleep. We always just kind of said, Oh, well, you know, we're just night people. Like we just prefer the night over the morning, but really, um, learning to recognize those symptoms that, Hey, you know, there might be a problem here. Like there's a difference between just being a night owl and having a different sleeping pattern than having like insomnia and just being stressed and depressed. So I challenge you out there um, to kind of take some time to reflect. Okay. Take some time to reflect and ask yourself, do you, do you have any of these things? Can you relate to any of these things? And if you do, can you admit to yourself, hey, maybe I do have anxiety or maybe I do have a sleeping disorder. I've noticed that uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting up early, but yet I still can't sleep. And like, what, what am I stressed about? What am I anxious about? Um, and just writing those things down and trying to let those things go and, and, and recognizing those things. And if writing your, your anxiety and stresses down doesn't work for you, 
because everyone has their way of dealing with different things. Um, reach out to someone and talk to someone close to you that you can trust and just get it out, like vocalize it. Because, you know, one of, one of my biggest passions for doing this podcast is, you know, I am extremely independent, right? Like in my personal life, I don't have a lot of friends. And to be honest, like I don't want a lot of friends because I want to make sure that the people that are in my life are truly in my life because they care about me and we care about each other equally. And because of my snowboarding career and uh, my travels, I have, you know, six or seven good friends that live all around the country. Um, unfortunately, they're not in my daily life, but at any given time, when we come together, when we talk on the phone, we all make effort to call each other on a monthly basis. We keep in contact on social media. We sometimes give each other a text or a, or a phone call. Those people have all come into my life for a reason. And there's a there's a saying that my buddy um, John up in Portland, Oregon, has, he taught me. He's a you know, I'm going to point out age a lot in this podcast because I just want to connect with all of you out there listening. But John is like 55 years old. He has a um, he has a horse trailer business. He actually buys, sells, and repairs horse trailers, and he does very well. Um, he's a retired stockbroker, and he lost all his money in the stock market when everyone else did. And he worked his way back. He's very, um, he's very motivated, and everyone calls him the Tasmanian Devil because he's like this redheaded dude. He's super energetic, super like just he's the Tasmanian Devil. And he told me when I met him, I met him in Oregon because I actually uh, did a job for him. And he said, you know, some people come in your life for a reason, some for a season, and some for a lifetime. I've never heard anyone say that, but just think about that. Some come for a reason, some come for a season, and some come for a lifetime. And those ones that come for a lifetime are the ones you want to stay connected with. Um, maybe those are the ones you want to reach out to, but at the same time, the ones that come for a reason also are there that you can talk to. And knowing when to recognize those people who is here for a season, who's here for a reason, who's here for a lifetime. Be aware of those people because those people, you know, the world has a way of bringing people into your life and we don't have any control, uh, you know, with it. And it just happens and they're people that you would never expect to have in your life. So what I'm saying is when it comes to, you know, having anxiety and depression, don't be afraid to reach out and if you if you can't write down you know what what you're struggling with reach out to somebody reach out to me if you want i would be grateful actually for the last three years um on facebook i actually have been doing that there have been people that have reached out to me on messenger and said hey you know kevin i see your post i'm i'm grateful for your post and to be honest like putting that positive energy out there and just listening to people has been a blessing. Um, one that I really, I didn't expect. And to give you an example, um, just recently I went through some hard times where I was in Utah 
and I left Mammoth and I moved to Ogden, Utah to join the running community there and to, I, t I took a job at Solomon World Headquarters and while I was there, I, at, towards the end, I was there for like six months and towards the end, I went through some struggles where my car, I had a Honda CRV, it was like a 2008 and my car actually, the transmission blew up and at the same time, it was just bad timing, but I had to move out of my apartment. Um, so I had to move out of my apartment in like a week. We, and I knew this like three weeks prior. And at the same time, my car blew up. And because it blew up, um, I actually was making payments on it. <laughs> I was still making payments on it and I bought it used. And so I called my bank and I said, hey, car blew up. Like, what do I do? I still owe money. And they said, well, A, you can either take it um, or you can pay it off completely or we can tow it and we'll just take it from you. And I was like, okay. So they ended up taking it from me and it really sucked. It was the first time that's ever happened to me. But to be honest, um, it was one of the reasons why I was leaving California in the first place because I, I couldn't afford to live there anymore. Even working 70 hours a week and making like 70,000 a year, I couldn't afford to, to live there anymore. And so um, everything just kind of happened for a reason, which now led me back to Pittsburgh. And... Um, but anyway, my car broke down, blew up. Um, I had, I was about to be homeless and there's a difference being homeless and you could like sleep in your car for a week until you like, you know, get things figured out, but having to move out of your place and also losing your car, you have nowhere to go. Right. So I was under a lot of stress and, you know, because of the connections that, you know, the energy I put out there and people returned, um, one of the people that I am fairly close with actually reached out to me and said, Kevin, I want to help you and we're going to help you get a car. And this guy gave me a car that I didn't know at all. And it was a, he gave me a car for free. And what I'm saying is, um, because I don't want to really focus on that as much, but what I'm saying is take the time to put the energy out there into the world to do good onto others and to listen to other people because it it may not be super super valuable to you maybe you feel like you're doing a good thing but the person that is talking to you and they're trusting you with their um, their worries they value you very highly and so don't ever take that for granted. If someone comes to you, one of my suggestions is if someone comes to you with, you know, depression or anxiety or peer pressure, take it serious, but lightheartedly and, and listen and take the time to put that energy out into the world because I can almost promise you that it'll come back to you. Um, as long as you do it with no expectations. Um, that's the key. Do it because you want to, not because you expect anything from other people. So that being said, um, I also want to thank Anchor. Um, Anchor is one of the programs that I'm using to record this. And I just want to take a second to say, if you've never recorded a podcast or you think you're going to uh, record a podcast, this was one that many social media moguls use. Anchor is a easy to use social media 
platform that share that you can share on anything Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube that you can just have it downloaded on your iPhone and you can quickly just hit record. You can record your podcast with good quality. I'm actually using my Skull Candy headphones right now, but you can record your podcast and then you can actually post it to all your social sites. So by using Anchor, uh, download the app in the App Store and check it out. It's really easy to use, almost like dummy proof in a way. You just hit record and go, and then when you're done, you post it. It's great. You can share it to Spotify, uh, iTunes, and many more platforms. So if you're interested in doing your first podcast, I highly recommend it. It's very easy to use. All right, great. So I want to share with you another few examples of people, you know, going through struggles of depression and anxiety. Um, one of the stories I wanted to share with you is when I was in Utah, um, there's a very famous mountain range called the Uintas. They're in Northeast Utah, um, Northeast of Salt Lake or South East of, um, Ogden, Utah. Well, this summer, I got to know a few elite runners, and so um, myself, my buddy who is an elite runner, his dad, and like his and his friends, we all got together, and every year they go to this camping spot in the Uintas to just enjoy nature, get out, disconnect from our cell phones, you know, just buddies trip out. And when I was a kid, we actually used to do this on the Clarion River in Pennsylvania. We'd have the Allegheny River and the Clarion River, and we'd kind of have like guys week where we'd go out in the kayaks and canoes. We'd take a lot of beer. <laughs> and I mean, we were in high school actually. And um, it would be my best friend's dad and his best friend. And then uh, myself, Adam, my best friend and Adam's brother, and then Adam's brother's best friend. And we would just Every year from like 7th grade to 12th grade, we would either float the Clarion River or the Allegheny River, depending on what was um, higher at the time, and we would float about 35 to 45 miles. So um, this trip you know, in Utah was similar to what they've been doing their entire lives, and all these gentlemen were in their 50s. Um, so my buddy and I went up there to run and we got to check out some of the trails, but it was, it was raining a lot. So we actually ended up not really running as much, but just sitting in our tents and hammocks and just kind of hanging out. Um, we had a really big tent where we'd cook, um, ribs and just pretty much eat a lot. It was really cool. But the second night we were there, um, my buddy actually fell asleep early. He was, he did a ton of running that day and it was myself and three other uh, guys and we're sitting around the fire just chit-chatting and at one point they all turned to me and like started looking at me like well what are you all about like because I before I've never really knew my buddy's dad or his friends so we did get the introductions but for the most part like I wasn't from Utah and um, these guys were all Mormons too which was totally cool like I have no problem with that like whatever you believe in I'm a Baptist and uh, so we're sitting around the fire and I didn't know at the time, but they actually wanted, like they've known me, my buddy's dad knew me for, you know, probably three or four months. And he actually wanted to kind of see if I was interested in the Mormon religion. So originally this, this meeting was about like, Hey, you know, let's see if we can influence them to like be a Mormon, which no offense, like I get it, you know, so whatever. And 
Um, <laughs> but I didn't know that. And they didn't tell me that till the next day, actually. So we're sitting around the fire and they're like, well, what are you all about? And they're like, we know a little bit about you, about, you know, like you lived in Mammoth and you're, you love the mountains and things like that. But like, what's, what's your family life? Like what's going on? And we started talking and like probably spoke for about 10 minutes, just saying like a couple little facts about myself. And then I, I turned it around and I really, um, this was the summer. And at that point I've really been diving deep into mental health and been studying it for a while, but also, you know, have gone through my, um, phases of depression and, and I wanted to know what these guys thought. I wanted to know if they were actually going through anything and it, what experiences they have had. And I was really curious if they would actually talk about it because it, you know, with their generation, it's not something that's like proper to talk about. So I like challenging those topics with those demographics. Now I was pretty impressed because we were sitting there and I didn't really want to talk about myself long. And I said, well, so the one gentleman, I he was there because he was 45 years old and he just recently got a divorce. And he was speaking a little bit about how being 45 and being single again and having to raise two sons that were teenagers was extremely overwhelming. And um, he admitted that looking back, you know, he would use sarcastic humor to kind of deal with their marital issues. He never, he couldn't, he always had to put up a wall and he knew that it was causing issues in the relationship, but he couldn't let that wall down. He, you know, secretly he was, he was very depressed. He was fearful of losing his wife, but he couldn't, you know, let that wall down because he said that, you know, when, how he grew up that men were expected to be extremely tough. They couldn't have feelings. They couldn't admit emotions. They couldn't admit failures. Like, you know, and so it sounded like he had a pretty structured and strict, um, upbringing. But so for him, he did, he told me, he's like, you know, and we were all talking in the group and we were all looking each other dead in the eye and everyone was extremely attentive. I was actually very surprised. This is my first real true experiment talking to like, you know, the 45 to like 55 demographic and just straight up calling them out and saying, Hey, you know, I want to know what you guys think about depression. I want to know what you guys think about anxiety. I want to know what you guys have gone through. Like, please share your stories with me. And to be honest, they were like more open to talk about it than I was expecting. And that was great. And for the next two hours, we went around the fire and just shared our experiences um, and their experiences about life and how peer pressures have affected them. And actually the other gentleman went through a divorce and, and remarried and he he had his thoughts on the expectations of a man in society and that... Um, you know, how people just kind of discard you as a guy because you're supposed to be tough and you're supposed to be the structure and you're supposed to be honorable and like take care of the wife. And even through divorce, it's like men aren't expected to have their heart broken or, you know, society doesn't 
see that as like an issue, you know, because the woman has always had um, kind of like priority, which is, to be honest, like I'm not trying to take sides or point out or be negative. So I don't want you, if I'm coming across that way, um, I don't want to be, you know, on one side or the other. But, you know, in general, like we want to make sure that when that something like that happens, typically, um, you, you know, I guess people, society tend to feel more for the woman of the relationship and that the guy kind of just, just expected to start over and, and not have feelings of anxiety or depression or peer pressure to just, he can just do it. Like it's easy. You know what I mean? And these guys, you know, just poured their heart hearts out to me saying that, you know, how hard and how challenging it was to face their their family and to face their friends and and they were actually afraid to talk about it especially when after you know their experiences happened like they didn't want to be judged they didn't want to be called a loser they didn't want to you know all these things and like the fact that they grew to a place where we could all talk about it around the fire was amazing and it impacted me gratefully and i hope that you you know you guys listening out there today now you realize not to be afraid to talk about you know if you are suffering with any form of depression even seasonal depression you know open up and talk i know it's hard i know it's uncomfortable but i really truly believe from my experiences that you will be more welcome than turned down from those situations. And so I know we are in an age where this is all becoming more open. And that's why I want to push you to just, you know, I don't want you to go through life having more suffering than you actually need to, to go through. You know what I mean? No one does. No one wants you to have that. And so even if you want to contact me, contact me on Facebook, hit me up on Messenger, introduce yourself. I would gladly listen to your story if you need someone to talk to. And if we get to a point where, you know, you need to text me and you need someone to talk to more often, you know, maybe we can grow to that point. But if you don't have anyone in your life, please reach out. That was an amazing story, guys, of three three men that finally opened up and faced their fears of anxiety and depression and judgment personal judgment and that's something that we all go through on a daily basis um you know it doesn't matter how old you are we all go through it and so i want to be here to encourage you to just just be open um please like you don't need to suffer longer than you have to okay so now, another quick little statistic I wanted to talk to you about was actually in the U.S. specifically, in the U.S., men age 55 and over are committing suicide almost on a daily basis. Now, you that is a mind-blowing statistic. Men 55 or older are committing suicide on a daily basis in the U.S. Now, why is this happening? Statistics say that it's happening because... They, they don't, they're, maybe they're at the peak of their career. They 
um, don't feel that they have much to push for in their careers. Some are divorced and feel that going through the uh, dating is overwhelming. Um, the two major factors, however, are career and not having a drive in career and also divorce. But the third one is actually um, having a healthy sexual relationship. Now, we all know the benefits of having a healthy sexual relationship, and I don't think I need to speak to you guys much about it. But there is an issue in America where, um, especially, you know, we have online dating and dating has changed so much that if we feel that it's hard for a younger person to find a date and to try to get married, um, imagine what it would be like for someone of that demographic that has been married most of their life, let's say 25, 30 years, and now has to start over. So I encourage everyone listening today to be aware of those people as well and to help them along and to uh, be supportive of everyone's of everyone's situation. Um, you know, just because you are in that age demographic, um, you're just as valuable as a person as someone that is, you know, just starting out in life. So, um, but age 55 and older, committing suicide every single day, um, that is amazing, and it's a shame because they have a lot to offer. Um, a lot to teach us youngsters. So All right guys, so that being said, I want to reach out to you guys one more time um just in case everyone hears it, but please um if you support this podcast, this is episode 4, please reach out to me on Instagram at kevin_ice on Facebook as well as Kevin Ice, and on YouTube as Kevin Ice. Um, like I said, you can always reach out um, on Spotify, Anchor, Facebook, and in my Instagram. I will always have the current episode in my bio. I want to thank you all for listening. And I know it's January. We pushed through the holidays. But please, if you were feeling any type of peer pressure, anxiety, seasonal depression, please speak up about it. Please don't be afraid to talk to someone about it and be honest with yourself. And I feel that people will reciprocate and you have someone to talk to. So that being said, thank you for coming to episode four of the Kevin Ice Show. If you enjoyed this show, if you found value in the show, please let me know. Um, Please leave a comment on any of my social feeds give me a follow and I am here to help. I, like I said, guys, the reason why I'm doing this podcast, it's been a goal of mine for the last couple of years. Um, I love teaching. I love personal growth and I want to share what I know through my experience with you. And, um, I want the community to grow together. So please, um, please let me know how I'm doing. Please let me know if you appreciated anything in the podcast, please, Uh, Any comments that maybe things that you want me to speak on more um, because I know I only have a certain amount of time to speak on certain topics. So if there's something that you want to know more about, please let me know because then I can do another podcast down the road about that topic and really deep dive into that topic. And also, I just want to say um, a big shout out to Jaybird Headphones. Jaybird is one of my sponsors. I'm actually an affiliate of them through trail running. And they are... 
I guess this is a mini announcement, but they are going to be supporting me, helping me get equipment through Blue, uh, which makes which makes microphones. And so they're going to help me get my first professional setup um, through Blue um, for my podcast. And hopefully in a few months, they are trying to help me also get uh, new cameras so I can launch on YouTube as well. So good things coming coming uh towards the podcast it's just it's gonna take weekly grind to keep producing content that you guys love and i'm grateful for every one of you that are listening this is a new project i am passionate about it i really want to launch globally but more important than fame because that's not the main interest is i want to help anyone i can and if i can help even one person then this podcast is successful um so please reach out to me and let me know what you enjoyed, what you don't enjoy. Please keep the negativity down. Be respectful. And um, once again, thanks for coming to the Kevin Ice Show, episode four. God bless. Have a good day, guys.